Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's 200 bucks to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on three and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Dot com in Kansas, one eight seven 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 zero stop in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit one eight hundred gambler.net in West Virginia or call one eight hundred five two two four seven zero zero in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gambling helpline ma.org or call eight hundred three two seven fifty fifty four twenty four seven support in Massachusetts or call one eight seven seven eight hope. NY or text Hope NY in New York. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the Bengal Tiger Podcast. I am Billy Embody. With me is Shay Dixon, as always. And Shay, we come together today. We were pretty serious uh, this week as we discussed the rankings that came out. But now it's time to have a little fun. Um, and look, it's the middle of July. It's a dead period. So this is the time where not much is going on. There's a few commitments. There's us tracking who's going to show up at the Bayou Splash. But you dropped one of my favorite pieces to do. And normally I, I tend to do it a little bit earlier in the cycle, but a dream scenario for LSU. And I think yours was perfectly timed because we are in one, that dead period of recruiting. But two, you walk that line of being hey, this is a realistic prospect that LSU offered in pretty much all the cases. I think all the cases they've actually visited and for the most part officially visited. And now you line up your dream class for 2024 if you're LSU. Let's dive on into breaking that down. You lead off at quarterback and they have a commitment already. It's Colin Hurley, the four-star, went to the Elite 11 finals over the summer. We're obviously keeping an eye on his senior season. We don't need to spend too much time on Colin Hurley, but Joe Sloan got him on board, reclassified from 2025 to 2024, and he's one of the top leaders in this class. Yeah, he's a four-star, and you can remember early on, it was really just Julian Sayan and Colin Hurley uh, that they were after, and Colin Hurley reclassifying uh, was big because Sayan committed to Bama. It immediately gave LSU a quarterback in Hurley. 
And we saw Joe Sloan immediately move on to Bryce Underwood in next year's class, George McIntyre next year's class. So we do not expect anyone but Hurley to be the quarterback they take there. So I added nobody to the dream scenario. And I mean, you know, that makes a ton of sense. And just kind of like the quarterback position in a sense, relatively small board for Frank Wilson in 2024 because of that 2025 class. You know, we thought maybe Cameron Davis, uh, the FSU commit was going to take a visit. He ends up not. But other than that, Frank Wilson's been all in on Caden Durham, the Duncanville running back, who, no surprise here, you had as your dream scenario land at running back as well. Yeah, I mean, you said it well. I don't think there is another position that they went all in on just one guy, like running back, and that's what they've done with Caden Durham. He'll announce his decision August 25th. He's a top 10 running back on on three. He's on one of the best high school teams in the country who also happens to have teammates like Colin Simmons that LSU is recruiting, a five-star edge rusher who we're going to talk about in a little bit. Um, there's no doubt that they know – Look, the number one running back in the country, Harlan Berry, is on the horizon in Louisiana for 2025. James Simon, another top 10 running back, has already been offered in Louisiana for next year. They have a ton of running backs on roster this year. If there was ever a time to shoot for just one guy and hone in, it was now. And they did it with Caden Durham, who, if he comes to LSU, Billy would both play football and run track. He's that sort of athlete. So, they thought he was a true difference maker. And like Frank Wilson's seen a lot of running backs in his day is if he feels like Caden Durham's a guy to circle and put all your eggs into his basket. Um, so be it. You know, I don't think if they miss out on him, it's the end of the world because of the depth they have. And then the importance then of getting Harlan Berry and James Simon, but in a dream scenario, you would get the one running back that you went after. So Caden Durham, easy choice. And the wide receiver position is starting to become a little easier as well. Look, LSU did does have three commitments at the position. JoJo Stone out of Georgia, Kylan Billiot, and Michael Turner out of Louisiana. And you went with two wide receivers to round things out. And one name we're very familiar with as we're tracking recruitments uh, for LSU. And the other one, look, he officially visited LSU early in June, but hasn't popped up as a name that has turned that corner to being an LSU lean at this stage, um, but uh, fans that follow recruiting would obviously know him as well. Break down your two dream scenarios for LSU wide receiver. Yeah, Jelani Watkins, the number one guy is on the list, at least for me. The next up guy would be a Louisiana native, playing at Klein Forest as a senior now in Texas, but someone who from the start has been considered a very heavy LSU lean. Now he's going to visit Texas A&M at the end of the month. He's going to decide in August. So the Aggies are looming here, but much like with Durham, and he visited on the same weekend in June, they want him for track. He's one of the fastest sprinters in the country. They want him for football. And after adding two in-state commitments in the number one and two receivers in Louisiana with Billy Ott and Turner, it makes sense to turn kind of the focus to Watkins for me. It's someone who's been on the board forever. They've been considered the team to beat. He's nearing a decision. So he's easily in that dream, realistic dream finish. And then I tossed in Jeremiah McClellan. And those probably folks aren't probably as familiar with him. He's a four-star. He plays up in St. Louis. But 
And you'll see there, Ohio State's got the RPM lead. Again, this is a dream scenario. So the dream would be that somehow you beat out Ohio State. They did get him LSU on an official visit. Uh, as we talked about, Cortez Hankton's been heavily involved here. But it's simply put for me, Billy, and I don't know which other way I would say it, I don't even need to pull up the recruiting page or video. If Ohio State and LSU want you at receiver at this stage in the game, I'm assuming you're a pretty good prospect. I'll throw him in there because there's just not a lot of other elite level receivers that I would circle right now that they're really in on. Yeah, I agree. And I mean, if it was a dream scenario for me and and this is where you kind of start stretching it, right? Um, because LSU didn't get Bryant Wesco back for an official visit um, before he ended up committing to Clemson. But if they would have been able to do that, maybe that's where uh, I would – you know, kind of place him in. He's a five-star. His uh, family's got ties to Louisiana. His dad ran track at Louisiana Tech and um, was an All-American. And, I mean, that would have probably been the dream, um, especially with maybe a need for outside receiver to be addressed. Um, you know, if you land a Jeremiah McClellan, that would put all the receivers except for Kyle and Billiot under six feet. So you're kind of looking at, you know, kind of a lot of slot speedy type guys for the most part. But uh, that's, again, where we would kind of be starting to stretch it. He didn't end up even taking his official visit. No, correct. Um, again, I don't think Jeremiah McClellan's ending up at LSU, but I also don't have a lot of other realistic options at the moment to put out there beyond Jelani Watkins, so he was my choice. And when you move on to uh, tight end, this one's kind of a no-brainer. LSU signed uh, three tight ends in the 2023 uh, class, and now – um, and even after adding Connor Gilbreth, uh, they have Tradez Green committed, who's got a chance to be a top 100 prospect if things go well um, for him this upcoming season at Zachary as he transfers over there. LSU going to sign one tight end in 2024. Yeah, this one was super easy. It was like quarterback moving right along. And credit to Mike Denbrock. Look, six months ago before those high school signees uh, put pen to paper, LSU was returning one scholarship tight end. It was Mason Taylor who had a breakout freshman year, but that was it. Now they enter this fall with five scholarship tight ends. You've got Taylor back. You added three high school tight ends. Then you added the top Juco tight end and Connor Gilbreth. You get a little bit of everything from pass catching to blocking with those four guys. And then you've really deepened the room in a major way and, and solved what was really one of the bigger position depth issues on the roster, especially when Cole Taylor hit the transfer portal after this past season. He'll play at West Virginia uh, this fall. So kudos there. I think that allows them to only take trade as green. And look, um, that's a not a prize to overlook. Uh, trade as green's a top five tight end. Uh, if he does sign, which we fully expect as a Louisiana guy, he will. Billy, that's back-to-back classes where you sign two top five tight ends because they did it with Camorian Pimpton, flipping him on signing day uh, back in December. So for me, I, if I'm LSU and Denbrock, I'm moving on to the future. I've got five guys on roster that I feel good about. I've got a really good tight end committed, and I can look on to next year. And you, you go down the list now to that offensive line position. And look, I mean, you could throw in Caleb Odom to tight end, you know, one of the top tight ends in the country if you're really kind of pushing it there. But again, he didn't officially visit. Now you get the offensive line where they have a couple of uncommitted targets who they're still fishing for uh, one being four-star interior offensive lineman, Blake Ivy, and the other 
Corey Williams, who's now at least Ron three, I would say in four star range being moved up to that 88. We talked about him on the last podcast, both hail from the state of Texas and Brad Davis and LSU have prioritized both. One is looking like a true lean to the Tigers and the other one looking like more of a battle with those pesky Aggies when it comes to recruiting on the offensive line. But to pair with a Kyrie Lee and an Ethan Callaway, those were your two picks when it came to um, piecing together that dream offensive line scenario. Yeah, and this one had to change and and not in a great way. And that's okay because I want to preface this by saying I think Brian Kelly is one of the best O-line evaluators and developers out there as a head coach. And Brad Davis has more than proven that he's capable of getting the job done here at LSU, both with coaching and development, but also with recruiting. I mean, they've had some back-to-back very good recruiting classes on the O-line. They start out with the two commits they have, Billy. Great. You sign, You have a commitment from Louisiana's top-ranked offensive lineman in Kyrie Lee, and you went outside the state because you have to, and you got a top 100 offensive tackle in Ethan Calloway off the East Coast. So great start. But let's not pretend they didn't take it on the chin because there could be a chance right now that they wouldn't be recruiting really any more guys. And even an Ori Williams or a Blake Ivy would be a fifth addition because they really thought they were going to get Marcus Mascall. He ends up going to Florida. They really felt they were in it in, in a position to potentially close Weston Davis. And he ends up going to Texas A&M. That would have been Billy Weston would have been your instant impact guy. Mascall is your developmental guy. You've already got Kyrie, you get Ethan Calloway. That's four solid guys. Then anything else is Lanyap. Now they're almost having to land Ori Williams. And then, if you don't get a Blake Ivy, which we would ex- we think he's going to go to Texas A&M, but that one's not over yet. LSU's battling. You had some tidbits on that this week on the board. But then you're into senior season evals because so many guys have just come off the board now. So the dream class, I think, would have at one point included Weston Davis or Mascall. Now I think you're shifting to Ori Williams and the hope for a Blake Ivy. Yeah, and look. Uh, Ori Williams has been very high on LSU's board. And I, you know, I think there's a good chance they would have taken all three, Ethan Calloway, um, Weston Davis, and Ori Williams. Um, but maybe the numbers just work themselves out and that doesn't happen. But yeah, that that was kind of a tough month of June in a sense for LSU. They obviously come away with Ethan Calloway right before the 4th of July, a top 100 prospect on on three. Um, but, you know, for Brad Davis, He's done a a good job really keeping his board even better, I think, than last year's cycle because a bunch of guys came in that visited and it just didn't seem like they were going to get. Um, But he really had it where he knew that pretty much they were in the top two or better for each of those guys. And unless I'm forgetting someone, um, LSU really is um, has been in, in it the top two for those for those prospects. So um, was kind of a hit and miss month for June um, with Brad Davis, but um, that would be the dream scenario. If he can punch back and land Blake, Blake Ivy, that would be massive. I know there's a couple people in his camp that would love to see him at LSU. He's got some Louisiana ties, um, but league city down there is a, a pretty Texas A&M friendly area. So we'll see um, if the dream scenario pays off for LSU. I can tell you, uh, though, Shay, a lot of our Bengal Tiger subscribers are living the dream with RoadShop.com taking care of all of their CBD um, needs. 
you've got promo code Bengal Tiger to get 10% off. Um, I was telling you last night, we were texting uh, as you were getting ready to go out for your anniversary dinner that I was not going out to a nice dinner with my wife. I was heading to go play hockey. So what did I need when I got home? Their pain cream. And Richard and Char, I, you know, you chat with them a lot on their live chat feature on, on RogueShop.com. And they can walk you through what you need. And playing hockey, and especially playing hockey late at night, I need something for pain. And I also need something that helps me sleep. I'm telling you, the pain cream has come through in a big way, um, you know, just as I've gotten older and, and also started working with Rogue Shop. It, it's helped a lot. Yeah, I was giving the pain cream shout out today because I've now been consistently using it way better than like, um, like not the icy hot, but like the different sprays they'll have at, uh, you know, Walgreens or CVS where it kind of just numbs any sort of like back pain you might have. Been applying the cream, works. Ian texted Billy last night, took some time away from the anniversary dinner to say, Billy, don't forget, you're playing hockey late at night, you need the pain cream. Uh, and it came through for you once again. So shout out Rogue Shop. Yeah, so use ten percent. Uh, use promo code Bengal Tiger for ten percent off, and uh, get into the Rogue Shop family. They drop a bunch of little um, deals on whether it's edibles or this or that. Um, they do a really nice job taking it, uh, like taking it to the next level for our Bengal Tiger subscribers from from time to time, doing some uh, special discounts. So be sure to check that out when they drop those on the Bengal Tiger when when um, Richard jumps in there on the, on the site. So um, appreciate Rogue Shop and all the things they do for the Bengal Tiger. Check them out, rogueshop.com. We continue on with our dream scenario from Shay Dixon uh, earlier uh, today, and he dropped it, and now we move to the defensive side of the ball. And you look at Ahmad Bro, Demiran Johnson as your two in-state commitments on the defensive line, a position that is going to get all the buzz this cycle surrounding Dominic McKinley. Uh, who sits in five-star range for us at on three. He sits as one of, one of the most important prospects, really, I think, in the last few years in the state of Louisiana for LSU to get. He's right in there for you. And you also added a name that people should probably get familiar with as well in Louisiana if you haven't already. Yeah, Gabriel Relaford. I'll let you go off on Relaford because you've always been kind of high on him. You made a big jump uh, from a three-star to a four-star and into the top ten in Louisiana. Uh, but he's committed to Texas A&M right now. He's the only guy I had on my dream scenario list that would require being flipped from a school. Uh, but I put him in there because he goes to Evangel. He's a Louisiana guy. He's someone we're going to talk about more and more. He's got a big senior season. He's committed to an SEC West rival. I could go on and on. But if he's good enough as a senior, they feel good enough to offer him, then it's really, hey, all eyes are on this. Can they flip him? And uh, right now, that's the one flip candidate we can talk about. So I put him in there. But I think everything for me, and if you were to ask any LSU coach, what do you have to do on the D-line to consider it a success? The answer would be get Dominic McKinley. That's where it starts. That's the focus. That is the number one player in Louisiana. That is a five-star. And you don't want to lose a kid out of the Acadian area. You've already lost some kids out of the Westgate. Out of Westgate. But in terms of Acadian and Lafayette, you're really not losing guys ever at LSU that you're offering and you're on. You don't want that to start with a guy like Dominic McKinley who's playing on the D-line. So top five defensive linemen, number one player in Louisiana, zero doubt that he's not only on the dream scenario list. As you noted, he may be one or two on the dream scenario list. Yeah, I think he's, uh, even if 
Wardell Mack and Tylen Singleton, who we'll uh, talk about, even if they went out of state and, and didn't go to LSU, if you get Dominic McKinley, I view the whole re- recruiting cycle almost in a sense, but especially in Louisiana as a success. You know, Robert Steeples has gotten Andre Evans. They have Juwan Johnson. They have Wallace Foster. Uh, they have two of the best safeties in the country. If Wardell Mack said, you know what, that's too much for me, I'm going to go somewhere else, and that's without even counting Kai Bates, then you you just kind of say, okay, whatever. But he's a New Orleans kid. You want to think that they would get him. But if they don't get Dominic McKinley, that is – it's just kind of a red flag in a sense of when it comes down to when you need a five-star type prospect the most at a position of need in Louisiana, and if you can't get him, that's scary to think about. Um, so LSU sitting there as the on three recruiting prediction machine leader, but it he's 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 a guy that we're going to be watching if he goes somewhere at the end of July and it's LSU, people maybe calm down a little bit about Dominic McKinley and maybe where he's leaning. A lot of buzz around the Longhorns, a lot of buzz around the Aggies, the Sooners. Those are really the four um, with LSU in there that that seem to be in the mix the most for Dominic McKinley. And if if that's the case, then and he takes it into the fall and LSU's got that official visit, I, I, I do like their odds at least to stay in this to the end and 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 have the potential to land them. Yeah, and I'll talk more about Wardell Mack in a minute. I can make the case that I think Max is important as McKinley, but we'll wait for that. That's at the end of the pod when we get to the, the DBs. So wait, where are we at next? So we're at edge rusher. This one's very simple for me. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. You want to intro me or you just want me to do it, Billy? I can just freestyle this one. Are you about to say Colin Hurley? Uh, yeah. <laughs> right. You you were going to set me up to. I probably would have made that mistake. Uh, when you talk edge... Colin Simmons is no doubt number one on the list. And ultimately, let's be real, a guy like Collage Cobbins is also going to be an edge for him because that's what he does at Destrahan, and they've got him committed already. But there isn't a there isn't a bigger out-of-state prospect on the board right now than Simmons. There's not a higher-ranked prospect that they're after than Simmons. It looks like there's a chance he's going to be here at the end of the month for the uh, Bayou Splash. That would be huge. We'll see. Does he shut it down before his senior season at Duncanville? Does he take it to the early signing period? We know he's got an official visit in November to LSU. He gave official visits already to a number of other schools in June. If you could go Deshaun Womack a year ago as a five-star edge rusher and follow that up with Colin Simmons, that's what you need to win in the SEC. So massive priority, belongs on the wish list, and is right up there with a couple of other guys as debatably the number one person on the wish list. I completely agree. And and I think he's got that ability to not only be three and out and, and head off to the NFL, but he's a day one starter in my mind. I mean, you know, no disrespect to maybe even the guys they have coming back. I think if Deshaun Womack continues to grow, he'll be at that like, you know, Ollie Gay, Quincy Wiggins type type position. But with Colin Simmons, I mean, he's I, he's going to come in and, and start. I mean, I just I'm that high on him. I, I think his ranking 
suggests that as well as a five-star plus prospect, which means every recruiting service in the country has him as a five-star. Um, so dominant for Duncanville. He's physically ready to go. Um, was a state title MVP on the defensive side. Caden Durham was the offensive MVP. Uh, he'd be a dream get. And LSU, I think, is going to be, if especially if he takes this one out to the fall, I think LSU is going to be in this one to the end. We'll see um, how they go about kind of you know, overcoming maybe distance. I think that could be something to watch here, but there's no doubt the dream would be Colin Simmons. It'd be interesting because if you could get Harold Perkins or when you got Harold Perkins, it was overshadowed by like a Jacoby Matthews almost, you know, leaving the state and things like that. But if you get a Colin Simmons and Dominic McKinley leaves the state, would you see that as being, what would you think about that? I think LSU, if LSU fans get Colin Simmons, they're going to be happy regardless, I think. That would be my feeling there. He's been the number one most talked about name the entire cycle. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. I completely agree. So, and, and I think a bigger position of need as well. So. Um, Colin Simmons, we'll uh, continue to be familiar with his name. Uh, when you get to that linebacker position, Shay, this is one where um, LSU does have two commitments on board with Xavier Atkins, Devon Keys, and Collage Cobbins um, in terms of our rankings. Um, but we know that Collage is going to come off the edge. But before we get there, you actually threw one more in there at the edge position. You had one of the best edge rushers in the country also in there because – you're out here dreaming. You, you've taken the pain cream, maybe some gummies, and you are just dreaming a beautiful dream of really the long-term position being addressed in a big way at edge. Yeah, Rogue Shop got me there. Uh, I threw Danny Okoye in there. I just named another edge, edge rusher who thereafter, that's highly ranked, that's very talented out of Oklahoma. Uh, do I think that he goes to LSU? I guess I'd be surprised. Um, there's a lot of teams in the mix, but LSU is one of them, so I tossed him in there. But I do think even if LSU were to say, what is our dream finish, it would be to get Colin Simmons at edge. Yeah, Colin Simmons, it's not or bust, but when it comes to a guy like Daniel Koye, a Jordan Ross, you know, we even saw C.J. Jackson go elsewhere, that's one of those things where if you're being so attentive to Colin Simmons – You've got to play it right, and maybe that might involve, you know, potentially falling behind for some of these other guys. But Danny Okoye was on campus in June. He said he wants to take an official visit for the fall and see a game. By the time that happens, maybe LSU has a better idea of where they truly stand for Colin Simmons. And if Danny's a guy that's going to take his recruitment well into his senior season – that at least bodes well where they can kind of just hang around, stay in there and maybe bring him in for an official. Yeah. We'll see what happens. I think that uh, again, it's Colin Simmons and then we'll figure it out from there, but uh, that's the guy we are watching at edge. And you look at the linebacker position and, you know, I kind of teased it a little bit, but there's one big name that's still out there at linebacker uh, in the state of Louisiana, especially 
and that's Tylen Singleton out of Manny. Um, I know LSU would love to get a Manny kid to start a different trend uh, of them actually staying in state and going to LSU. Uh, he's a four-star linebacker. He's got that ability to probably play a little bit of middle backer, but also really play in that field position and, and be a guy that can run and cover in space and um, be kind of almost a specialized third down passing situation linebacker. And that's where LSU has been recruiting him for the most part. If he shows up at the end of July for the Bayou Splash, that might move him a little bit more into that truly realistic, um, you know, realm, I think right now. But as it stands, he wasn't on campus in June from what we've seen. That's something that's kind of tough to overcome, which kind of, again, kind of puts him back in the dream scenario for LSU. Yeah, linebacker is kind of a quick one for me that I just feel like Collage Cobbins is listed as a linebacker. We think he's probably going to ultimately be an edge guy. So then you've got two guys committed in Devon Keys, who I think sticks, and Xavier Adkins, a Louisiana native who's now in Texas playing his senior year, who has made a ton of visits. So, like, does he ultimately stick with LSU? I think that makes Tylen Singleton all the more important because at this point, he is Louisiana's best linebacker. You don't, he's uncommitted. He wants to commit before his senior year. You're trying to get him to campus at the end of the month uh, for that recruiting weekend to have him around before he potentially announces that decision. And there's not a lot of other national linebackers you're really considered the team to beat for. So for many reasons, Tylen Singleton is on the dream list. I think he's the most important linebacker left on the board. And uh, even as today, when we're recording this Thursday, Billy, the LSU commitments and team, we're all tweeting pictures of Tylen Singleton and, hashtagging and trying to make a push to, to get him to come to LSU. So very clear that he is somebody they very much want to add to this class. Yeah. And, and that would also, if, if Xavier Atkins did go elsewhere, um, that would take a little bit of heat off of that. And you have Devon keys and who's very, very solid. I just saw him last week and he's a really good linebacker prospect out of Texas that has been committed to the tigers now for a while. Um, that would be a good situation to be in after, after addressing the position in 2023 as well. So we get to the back end of that, uh, of the defense in the secondary and you look at cornerback and you went, you went real big. Yeah. It's a dream team. class. It's the a dream, dream class, class uh, came through here. You've got a top 100 prospect already committed in Andre Evans. You've got Juwan Johnson. You've got Wallace Foster um, from the state of Louisiana committed. Now you look at it and you go, who am I going to add? I'm going to add a five-star corner, but you know what? I'm going to take what I want, and that's, on top of the five-star corner, a top 150 overall prospect on on three now. Yeah, Kai Bates, and that's the more realistic of the the two. Uh, Kobe Black being the five-star out of Texas, uh, out of the Waco area. I think that Kai Bates will decide here in the coming weeks, LSU entered as the summer as the team to beat. Are they still the team out front when the dust settles? I think that's what Kai's trying to figure out right now, but – you get him and you've got two boundary corners that you feel great about with him and Andre Evans. So that's the dream finish right there. Now I got greedy and was just adding guys. So they have an official visit from Kobe Black coming in September. As you see there, he's ranked by the industry as a top three corner, a top 25 player, a five star. And with a visit to LSU coming, why not toss him in there? Do I think he ultimately goes to LSU? I would be surprised. I think that the in-state teams like Texas and AM have been on him very hard. But LSU is hanging around, so 
it's kind of a theme of this list. Some of the guys I threw on there were because LSU is running second, third, whatever it might be, and aren't considered the team to beat. But in a dream finish, why not add another elite boundary guy like a Kobe Black? Yeah, no doubt. And Kobe Black um, comes from uh, a family of, of football players. His brother played at Oklahoma State, actually with Jarek Bernard Converse. So there's a little bit of ties there. LSU's trying to play off of those. I would agree, though, that's a dream scenario. If you're LSU, you're hoping that he shows up at the end of July. That's the big thing they're watching. They He's teased that he's expected to make it to LSU at the end of July, but um, we'll kind of watch that one closely. And if he does, then maybe LSU can really start to wiggle its way in there and, and make it a little bit more realistic. But when it comes to Kai Bates, I think that's the one where you really love the circle. And, you know, then you could just kind of shoot for the stars, literally, in a, in a guy like Kobe Black. If you can enter this enter the season with Andre Evans, Kai Bates as your top two corners, and then Juwan Johnson and Wallace Foster in there. That's, I mean, pretty much rebuild complete on the corner room long-term. Yeah. And uh, that would be a dream scenario. And the final dream scenario of this 2024 class, LSU's got a kicker, of course. So uh, they've got that, uh, you know, on board. Um, but you went with two guys who LSU is recruiting at safety um, and one classified as an athlete, but the other um, even classified as a corner right now, Wardell Mack and Terry Bussey, um, two elite prospects that one is sitting as a five-star. Um, I think both are actually sitting in five-star range um, for either the on three industry ranking or on three in general. Terry Bussey sits as a five-star on the industry ranking um, Wardell Mack on three just moved up to the number 19 overall prospect in the country. Both would probably play safety at LSU and both would be elite lands. Yeah, both play both sides of the ball in high school. I think Wardell Mack could play corner or safety. I love him. I just think he's one of the better athletes in the country and better players in Louisiana. And he's ranked as the number two player in Louisiana by us. And he's knocking on the door now, just two spots overall behind McKinley. So there is a race for the number one player in Louisiana that now includes Wardell Mack. But Bussy, I don't need to get too big into Bussy. I think we all agree here on this that AM and Texas are the teams that have been talked about the most outside of the state. Bama, Oklahoma, LSU have hung around, but LSU's just had a little buzz of like, hey, he's interested in LSU. Will he end up there? I don't know. Probably not, but he's made visits. He came by in June and he said to give him an official visit. So the stats alone will let me uh, be very high on Terry Bussy. That's why I would put him in a dream class. He, He's throwing for over 2,100 yards and 26 touchdowns. He's rushing for 2,600 yards and 46 touchdowns. And he's playing defense, 115 tackles, five picks, four of them returned for touchdowns. That was all in his junior season. So elite, elite athlete. Why not toss him in there? As you said, a lot of teams recruiting him at safety. But I really just circle word on Mac here because he's your Louisiana guy. You've been on him from the start. As I said earlier, when you noted McKinley, you don't want to lose him. You you got to keep that top player in the state. I kind of feel the same way about Wardell Mack. You don't want to start losing kids from John Arrett. You don't want to start losing kids from New Orleans after you had that transition year where not only Arch, who wasn't expected to go to LSU, uh, left the state this past year, but the year prior it was it was Aaron Anderson. It was Shaz Preston, and obviously Aaron Anderson's come back through the portal now, but You'd like to get these guys on the front end. Wardell Mack would be a game changer in the secondary. 
If you had a safety class of Wardell Mack, Deshaun McBride, and Joel Rogers, all from Louisiana, all as top 10 players at their position, that'd be one of the better hauls you've had at that spot in a long time. So Wardell Mack, whether it's a corner or safety, would be the type that takes the DB class really to the next level. No question about it. And and I think that the, the secondary overall has been completely rebuilt and and this year's recruiting class has a chance to like finish that job um, with an exclamation point. And look, if they come away with, you know, even, you know, just Kai Bates and just Wardell Mack, that is just a picture perfect haul just overall for LSU. So they're swinging on the rest of those guys, but look, that's why they call it a dream class. And then you got kicker Aaron Burrell coming in, who's one of the uh, top prep uh, kickers in America. So he's right out of Parkway there in Bossier city. So, um, Great rundown, Shay. That is a uh, fun little class there overall. What we don't have a calculator just yet on on three, but what would you reckon that uh, that class would rank? Oh man, um, top five, I think. There's a lot of good recruiting classes this year that are being put together with a lot of really talented guys. But if you're adding all those guys, you're moving up the list in a hurry. So I would say top five. Am I am I off there? I would say, especially on, on on three, I would say you're looking at a top three class there, Ooh. potentially. I, I think the star power, especially with like if you factor in a Relaford being that high, you factor in Mac McKinley, Kobe Black, Terry Bussey. I mean, you're really looking at almost signing. Uh, that's four guys that are right in five star range in a way, and then that's without. Deshaun McBride's potential rise, Andre Evans, you know, guys like that who could move up even more. So who knows? Um, we'll, uh, it would be nice uh, for LSU fans if, if we got to see that happen. We'll see. But yeah, that's the dream rundown. Pretty straightforward. So with that, a little bit of a fun podcast here to get you really kind of er- an early start to that uh, weekend. So we hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, we will check back next week with another edition of the Bengal Tiger podcast. For Shay Dixon, I'm Billy Embody. Thanks for listening, and we hope you guys uh, have a good one. Catch you next week. Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's 200 bucks to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on3 and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino, LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text NEXTSTEP to 53342 in Arizona, 1-800-522-4700.
1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com in Kansas 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland visit 1-800-GAMBLER.NET in West Virginia, or call 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gamblinghelplinema.org or call 800-327-5050-424-7 support in Massachusetts or call 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY in New York.